In case you forgot, this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Bonded Man, a book about optimizing hormones specifically for men naturally. And we're also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, which is Caitlin and I's path from fat to fit as young adults, infertile, and then too fertile. Very, very fertile. We're also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studios in Washington, Pennsylvania. And we're sponsored by the Old Road Farm. And if you don't know why we're sponsored by them, it's because we really care about their products. We care about their family. And if you want to know more about it, you need to check out the podcast with Carice Tressel earlier on in um, this first season here. Also, check out their website at theoldroadfarm.com and find out why their products are superior. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today, it is just me, and I want to talk to you about sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. It's that time of year. We all just celebrated Memorial Day, and so um, happy Memorial Day to everybody listening to this. I know that we had a really good time. We spent all day in the sunshine, and so that's what I want to talk to you about today. I said it's warming up. The sun is bright most of the days now. It's a lot warmer. The days are long. They're getting longer. And it's a perfect time to start using the sun to amp up your hormones, your sleep cycle. It's a perfect time to really amp up your health and your fitness just by using the sun. And I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why you need to not be afraid of it like most of our country is, most of our world today, really, in, uh, in our modern countries, we're scared to death of the sun, and it's, it's all ass backwards. It's not, it's not right. And, uh, and I can tell you from, um, you know, from my life, I'm from northern Michigan, where I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you only get like four hours of sunshine a day during the winter. So I used to be very pale, very, very, very pale. Um, I'm of Irish descent, so in the wintertime, I would be almost see-through. <laughs> I would be so pale. And then, uh, and, you know, then come summer, I'd build up a little bit of a tan. But now, uh, I mean, I'm more tan than I've ever been in my life, and I don't burn. And that would sound like, a, like I'm a walking contradiction, someone who's Irish and not burning at all. Um, of course, I now live in southwestern Pennsylvania where the sun is even brighter. I want to talk to you about that. That's going to be part of it towards the end. We're going to talk about how to protect yourself from the sun because you do still need to do that. Um, So as that little disclaimer there, you can't just go out and fry yourself every single day because that will cause problems. Um, But there's a way to work into it, and we're going to talk about that. But uh, first, I want to remind you of our sponsors, um, which are the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior and the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man both of which are available at awakeningthetranquilwarrior.com and are also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Books Million, blah, 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 all them other places you buy books. Um, Also available if you're local to Pittsburgh in several different local shops around the area, so just keep your eyes open for that. Um, Yeah, so I guess uh, without further ado, um, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll lean into this. So... According to the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, um, adults and adolescents alike in the United States spend 90% of their time indoors, like inside, 
if they're lucky, they have some sunlight coming in through a window, and that's not quite sufficient. And if you can, uh, if you can think ancestrally, put yourself back, even just a couple hundred years. Um, this is a very new adaptation. Uh, even in the 1950s, you know, people spent 60% of their time outdoors, um, and now it's quite the opposite. 90% of their time is spent indoors, where most modern people's lives are spent walking from door to door. They walk from their door at their house to a door in a vehicle and they transit their way to work and then they walk out of a door and across the parking lot to another door, spend all day there <laughs> and do the reverse on their way home. If they're, uh, if they're a little more active, then they stop at a gym somewhere, um, which is good and I recommend that. But for the most part, people are spending 90% of their time indoors. And for people who work at home, um, you're lucky because for whatever it is that you do, there's a good chance that you can take a certain amount of breaks and escape outside or even do part of your job outdoors in the sunshine. And so if that's something you can do or you think maybe you will be able to do, try to figure out a way that you can do that and because that's going to optimize your hormones on a, on a pretty dramatic level. So I kind of wanted to start here just reading off some statistics and studies and things like that from Sunshine before I, you know, really kind of get into a lot of the nitty gritty here. And I've done a lot of research as far as Sunshine goes, and that's because as soon as I realized that just exposing my bare skin to the sun just doing that alone was going to optimize my hormones. I was going to lose weight. I was going to be less hungry. And then I experimented with it because guess what? Getting sunshine is fucking free. You don't have to pay anybody to get sunshine on your skin. You know, luckily, they haven't monetized that yet. So take advantage of it while you can. We'll see if they can monopolize sunshine or not. <laughs> but for now, all you got to do is fucking take a shirt off, wear some shorts, whatever. Just try to get most of your skin those solar panels on your skin just get them in the sun it's not that hard and when i realized i could do that i started experimenting with it and sure shit it works quickly and effectively and studies show that you're happier when you get more vitamin d um, which we'll talk about a lot too and uh, vitamin d is a hormone your body cannot synthesize it without getting the energy from the sun you can get it in very very small amounts and not very bioavailable in foods like such as eggs and salmon and you know ruminant animals um, there's some plants that have a little bit of it they're just even less bioavailable really the human body is designed to synthesize vitamin d through exposure to sunlight not through diet. Uh, we lived outdoors in the sun for our entire existence up until you know, like the last 50 years. So there was never a need to get it in our diet, right? Just like, uh, like naked mole rats, they can synthesize vitamin C. They don't have to eat it. We have to eat it, but it's the opposite with vitamin D. We do synthesize it. We just need our relationship to the sun. We just need to be in the sun. So <clears throat> vitamin D is very important. It's a hormone. And without it, you, you can't do a lot of things. And we'll, we'll dive into all that later. Um, but to start with, 
Uh, sunlight exposure on the skin is what triggers the synthesis of vitamin D. It's the crucial hormone or nutrient, if you want to call it that. Uh, it plays a very large role in bone health. Your immune function, right? I actually got kicked off Instagram for two weeks um, a couple years ago when the world went crazy because I suggested that people expose their skin to the sun to boost their immune system so they wouldn't have to worry about certain things. Um, so, it, But it does that. It's very effective at doing that. Um, having adequate amounts of vitamin D is fantastic for your immune system. It's also fantastic for your mental well-being. Um, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2008 found a positive correlation between sunlight exposure and vitamin D levels. And while that's extremely basic, um, the, the vitamin D levels are influenced 100% by the sun. And that study goes on to you know, say that people who were taking vitamins and supplements for vitamin D um, were, they were taking the same IUs, uh, international units, as what they thought the people in the sunshine were getting. Um, their vitamin D levels in their blood were nowhere close to the people who were in the sunshine. So a lot of these studies, they're moderate with their answers, but when you read through it, it's easy to tell what actually is going on here. Um, as far as mood enhancement goes, the sunlight stimulates the production of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter associated with like mood regulation, generally happiness or joy. Um, serotonin uh, is spoken a lot about in like with dopamine, which is like a reward hormone. It gives you like the drive to achieve something um, to get a reward. And serotonin is is it works in coherence with that one. Um, there was a, a study in the Journal of Affective Disorders in 2014 that suggested that sunlight exposure has a positive impact on mood and can help alleviate symptoms of depression and in people who are depressed, um, suggesting sunlight exposure um, had a more positive impact than the participants that were on antidepressants. And that's powerful. I said it's, it's quoted a little underpowered there, but um, there's another one I spoke about on another podcast where exercise is one of the half times more effective than like prescription drugs at alleviating depression and anxiety. Um, sunlight is the same. Um, it's almost twice as effective as as actually taking the medication. Uh, so if you know, obviously you need to consult your doctor because I'm not a doctor, but um, I would really recommend getting in the sunshine. Even if you're not depressed, all of us kind of go in, in and out of these phases. You know, life gets tough. That's just the nature of the beast today. And one way you can deal with that more easily and free is just to go outside in the sun. It's so, it's so impactful. Um, another thing with the immune system um, vitamin D synthesized through sunlight exposure plays a vital role in the immune in the immune function. There was a study published in the Lancet Infectious Diseases in 2017, right before the world went crazy, and it found that vitamin D supplementation reduced the risk of acute respiratory tract infections, but sunlight exposure was even more effective. Now that was in 2017, and as we all know about Two years after that, the world went pretty crazy. And I feel like that would have been a pretty critical thing for people to know that sunshine 
and even vitamin D supplementation would reduce the risk of acute respiratory infections. Well, just good to know now. Um, bone health, I talked about earlier too. Um, vitamin D, it, it aids in the absorption of calcium and phosphorus. Um, and I've read in many different articles and studies that your body cannot absorb or retain calcium or phosphorus if you do not have adequate vitamin D levels. Um, a review that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2008 um, highlighted the role of sunlight in preventing rickets and maintaining bone health. If you don't know what rickets is, it's basically like your bones are that of like bird bones. They're very weak, very brittle. Um, those people who have rickets, um, they generally suffer a lot of bone, bones breaking and fractures and things like that that cause them a lot of pain and make it hard for them to move around and live a normal life like the rest of our population. And so this study right here that just said that sunlight can prevent rickets and maintain bone health. Uh, if you are pregnant or plan on being pregnant or for the woman and for the man, if you plan on helping to conceive a child, um, your DNA prior to conception, along with your mood, plays a massive role in the way that baby will develop. And if you're looking to conceive, no matter what gender you are, you need to be using the sun to enhance your health because it will make your baby stronger. And what fucking parent doesn't want their kids to be stronger? If you don't, you're kind of a piece of shit. And that's just me being honest. So another really big one that I didn't mention yet was um, the sunlight can regulate your circadian rhythm. And we'll talk about morning, afternoon, and evening sun here in a little bit. But um, just for now, just know that exposure to natural sunlight helps regulate the body's internal clock. And it promotes healthy sleep and wake cycles. A study published in the Journal of Sleep in 2017 demonstrated that morning sunlight exposure improved sleep quality and duration quite a bit more than, um, I lost the percentage here, but um, a very high percentage compared to people who are not. Um, just This was like a basic like five minute exposure in the morning to direct morning sunlight. Um, sunlight itself reduces a ton of different cancers um, the vitamin D has been associated with a decreased risk of many types of cancer, including breast and prostate cancer. Um, there was a meta-analysis published in the British Journal of Cancer in 2016 that found an inverse relationship between vitamin D levels and colorectal cancer risk. And the inverse relationship obviously means the more vitamin D you had, the less risk of cancer you had. Um, and this goes a lot of different ways, and we'll talk about skin cancer for a moment here because that's the big one that people are worried about when they're in the sun. And as long as you're not a dumbass in the sun, you're not going to give yourself sun cancer, skin cancer rather. And if you're, if you're eating a diet that's ancestrally consistent, you're hydrated, your food is hydrating, meaning it has minerals, vitamins and nutrients in it to support skin health, support your hormones, you're getting morning sun, you are walking yourself into full sun exposure at midday, you know, when you do feel like you're starting to burn, you cover up with some, maybe some clothing, a hat, 
um, you know, if you're at the beach or something, an umbrella, you know, you find some shade when you feel like you're starting to burn, then you're not going to hurt yourself. And we'll talk about sunscreen and why I didn't mention sunscreen as a way to avoid getting burned. Uh, there are some out there that, you know, can work okay, mostly like mineral blockers, like they use zinc and stuff like that that block the UV rays, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, vitamin D and sunlight are also fantastic for your health. Um, the effect that they have on cardiovascular health have been reported in thousands of different studies by this point, but there was um, something published in the Journal of Investigative Dermatology in 2013 suggesting that sunlight exposure leads to the release of nitric oxide, which improves blood pressure regulation and blood flow and reduces the risk of heart disease. Nitric oxide is a huge supplement for elite athletes, um, for actors and actresses, for bodybuilders, um, competitive sports athletes. Um, and it's also found in a lot of erectile dysfunction medications. And so if, if you're a man, there's a lot of stuff you should be listening here about sunlight and vitamin D because that vitamin D is going to make your other D better. And part of that is because of nitric oxide. Um, it also raises your testosterone levels and decreases cortisol levels, which, you know, testosterone increases libido in both sexes male and female um, women need a pretty decent amount of testosterone as well um, so don't get distracted by that word and think it's like just a male hormone it's not it's not a, just a male hormone it's just in higher amounts inside of males um, sunlight's also really good for skin and this is one of the first things i noticed i used to have really bad cystic acne which was caused primarily by diet um, which if you've read either of my books, you you know that now. And so once I cleaned up my diet, that helped. But I still dealt with histamine reactions from certain foods, even certain stressors. And I found that sunlight was the biggest contributor to helping heal and regenerate my skin. Um, and a lot of people will disagree with this and they'll say that the sunlight makes you look older and causes wrinkles and blah 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 but it's not entirely true if you are eating a lot of garbage you're eating a lot of seed oils and fried foods and you're eating a ton of processed sugar then your body cannot work with the sun it's um, the sun's working against you and so if you can't fix your diet then the sun will likely burn you no matter what race you are and at a certain you know, a certain exposure amount, you're probably going to burn and, you know, get dry skin, whatever. It's not going to be very beneficial to you. you need to eat right. That's a big part of um, keeping your skin healthy when you're in the sun. But um, moderate sunlight exposure has been shown to improve certain skin conditions, such as psoriasis and um, eczema as well. There was a study published in the Journal of Dermatology in 2013 that found that sunlight exposure resulted in significant improvements in psoriasis symptoms. And so if you're suffering from psoriasis um, or eczema, try putting your body in the sun. And I know you're probably afraid to do that because your skin, it feels uncomfortable anyways. And I know what it's like to be uncomfortable in the skin you're in, but trust me, the sunlight is your friend. The sun is your friend. The sun has been around since before 
we even became a multicellular organism. So we evolved with the sun, not against it, okay? That's just the, the modern narrative, and it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, we'll move on, though. Sunlight has also been shown to enhance cognitive function. And if you're a human being, you should care about how smart you are, how intellectual you can be in conversations, how you carry yourself, if you can maintain a decent vocabulary, if you can keep up in conversations, if you can stay focused, if you can excel in any way cognitively, you are going to excel monetarily, you're going to excel inside of your own body, you're going to be more joyful and confident, and that's going to lead to even more successes and happiness. So um, vitamin D and sunlight are powerful in that sense. There was a study published in the Journal of Environmental Health Perspectives in 2017, and it found that higher sunlight exposure was associated with better cognitive performance, even in older adults. And they're talking about seniors here, like 65 plus. So it's kind of like if anyone's been on vacation, maybe you go down to like Florida or something like that. All the older folks, and uh, and they all seem so happy, <laughs> and because they're spending all the, their their whole winter, they're spending in the sunshine, um, close to the equator. There, normally in southern Florida, um, they're happier, they're smarter, and they're probably going to live um, longer than the average American, which is only seventy-seven years currently. Um, one last one here before we kind of dive in a little bit further, but um, there's also a reduced risk of multi multiple sclerosis. Um, studies have indicated that greater sunlight exposure during childhood and adolescence <clears throat> may reduce the risk of developing MS or muscular or multiple sclerosis later in life. A study published in the Journal of Neurology in 2010 found an inverse association between sunlight exposure and MS risk. So, that's pretty simple. Um, a lot of the studies, the conclusions are pretty simple, but basically what that's saying is that um, to put your fucking body in the sun, <laughs> that's that's it. Put your fucking body in the sun. Um, I, if you're not doing it already, you're afraid, um, you've been brainwashed, you probably heard commercials all leading up to summer, um, you've been hearing them, you've been seeing them, even advertisements all over the place. Get your sunscreen, need to have your sunblock, blah, 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 blah. Um, no, fuck that. No, get get a floppy hat, um, you know, cowboy hat, sombrero, whatever the fuck you're into. Um, get something. <clears throat> get some t-shirts that are light, some long sleeve shirts that are light that you can wear when you know you're going to be outside all day long. You can do a lot of different things. You can you can bring a fucking tent or an umbrella if you're going to be at the beach or something like that. See, people people are afraid of the sun. And I totally understand it because I, I was this way about 10 years ago. I remember we would spend all winter barely outdoors. And then come May or June, you're ready to go on vacation. Maybe it's, you know, it's I don't know, it's March and you're going on spring break. And you live in a northern state where it's winter and you haven't had much of your body exposed to the sunlight all winter for several months. And then you're like, fuck it, let's go on vacation. We're going to go hang out in the sunshine. So your body has absolutely no preparation to heavy sunlight. And you go from snow banks to sand dunes 
where where you were it was cold and very little sun exposure you go say for me you go from northern michigan um, all the way down to like southern florida which is a popular thing for people to do where i'm from they'll go to florida for spring break or an early summer vacation and they go down there and they spend an entire day at the beach with just a swimsuit on and they wonder why they get so red and so burnt and so messed up by the sun and if you think about it for just a second and you you unwind yourself from the modern way of thinking and you you think about your body how it ebbs and flows with the nature around it and how it's done that for several million years and you take it 500 miles from where it was for several months and then you expose its entire body which was covered in snow pants and snow jackets and hats and blah 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 all winter you put it in the sand at the ocean with the reflective nature of the the waves or the water and the sand and you wonder why you get burnt <laughs> and those are the things that can contribute to skin cancer and melanoma and you know the things that people are afraid of with the sun and those are those are good things to be worried about um, but what I'm telling you is you don't need to be worried about those things because what you should be doing, and if you've read any of my books, um, then you know you should be going outside every single day, no matter the weather. I don't care if it's if it's snowing, I don't care if it's raining, I don't care if for some ungodly reason it's hailing for 24 hours. Normally there's breaks in the weather, but whatever the weather is, you need to be in it for a little while every day. I go outside every single day, in, even in the winter, when it's you know below zero, put my bare feet in the snow, more the grass, whatever, um, you know, whatever it is that day. And for as long as I can, if I can only do it for five minutes at a time, then that's all I do. But I try to do at least 30 minutes every day, even in the winter. And I call it 75% nude or 75% of my skin exposed to the sun um, so that's basically for a man i consider that like just a pair of shorts um, you know no socks no shoes if it's super cold in the winter time i would recommend like a pair of wool socks or something like that so you don't you hurt yourself you know let's not be stupid here um, maybe a pair of wool socks but shorts and then no shirt and then nothing on above me if it's extremely cold, I have put a beanie on a couple times. Um, I have done that a few times in the ice tub too. I've put a beanie on, and that's if it's like below zero and it's extremely cold, and I'm you know kind of being a, a wuss and I don't want to hurt myself. So there's those things. But if you're doing that, and even if you're not doing a lot of it, you maybe you start with a t-shirt because you're afraid. Um, or a tank top or something like that. You don't want to be too cold. You don't have to go far from the door of your house. You know, if you're lucky enough, you have a balcony or a back door, something leads to a backyard that's a little private, if you're uncomfortable. Just do your best to be as exposed as you can to the sunlight. And if you're doing this every day, like I've suggested in uh, both of my books, then as the sun and its trajectory and the earth's trajectory change and get closer and the sun is in our sky for longer periods of time your skin and body will automatically be adjusted to that now 
that doesn't mean that you can go from being inside for 90% of your life to being outside 90% of your life in the summertime and not expect to get some sort of burn. That's where your diet and just being smart and in touch with your body, in touch with the way that you feel, checking in with yourself constantly and being effective with your check-ins, that's where that comes into play. And I'll talk about sunscreen real quick right here because I know that people are, are probably itching to hear about that. So, Because most people, they're not gonna do what I say <laughs> about the winter time. Um, but you can even walk yourself in uh, when, when summer starts to come. As it gets warmer, wherever you are and the sun's shining more, um, just gradually spend more and more time in the sun. If you can, if your schedule works where you can every day, but even if it only works where a couple days a week you can do this, I really highly recommend, and I'll talk more about this in a bit, but I really highly recommend, this is for getting your skin prepared, your hormones prepared, your body prepared, and working yourself into being able to spend a lot of time outdoors as naked as you are comfortable being without having to worry about get burnt, getting burned. Today, I was outside in the sun <clears throat> with just my shorts on for probably six hours. Um, didn't get burned, not at all. Um, now, a couple days ago, I was outside for about eight hours and I did get a little burnt on the tip of my nose because I pushed it a little bit, just a little bit too far, but that's okay. A little burn isn't all that bad of a thing. But people wanna wear sunscreens and they think that they're doing themselves a favor and what you're really doing is you're sending signals to your body that it's not the time you think it is and your skin doesn't, your skin's not getting the signals that it normally would. Your skin is full of biophotoreceptors that are constantly receiving photons from which are light particles and slash waves from the sun and the world around it telling it exactly what's going on, right? Uh, Bruce Lipton, fantastic author. He's been in many documentaries. He talks about, he one of his books is called The Biology of Belief where he talks about the the entire organism functions off of perception and where he found that the brain or the reactive perceptive part of a cell isn't um, like we, we've all been taught to believe. It's actually the cell membrane and the membrane itself actually perceives the environment and then reacts. And so it's not, you know, the, the center or the powerhouse of the cell. Everybody was taught to believe that actually had the influence. It was the cell membrane. And for us as an entire organism, it's basically our skin and our senses that are consuming and perceiving and observing the world around us. Um, fortunately, as a human being, we have a lot of skin and we can perceive a lot of things through that external shell that we have. But if you have it covered with things, then it's not receiving the proper messages. It's the same thing with sunglasses, okay? If you're wearing sunglasses, your eyes are the biggest photoreceptors, obviously, in your body besides your <clears throat> pineal gland, um, which is, it was known as your third eye because it receives photons and our ancestors were smart as fuck when they knew that there was this thing, this gland, part of the endocrine system that actually can see, essentially. And so when you block your eyes, <laughs> those giant photoreceptors, they don't know what the hell's going on. They think they're in the shade, they think it's nighttime, and that's our biggest perception module for people who are not blind, 
And if you're tricking your eyes into thinking it's nighttime, then your skin and the rest of your body is not prepared for it to be noon, which is the brightest sun. Okay, and so sunscreens, even shade to a certain extent can do this to you, um, but not, not nearly this dramatic because it's not something you're constantly perceiving. Like in studies I've seen where they've, they've said that shade um, kind of tricks your body into thinking it's, it's night or evening or whatever. Um, people were napping in the shade, um, so their eyes were closed. A little bit different. Um, in scenarios where you're wearing sunglasses, most of the time you are coherent, you're looking around, and <clears throat> the rest of your body's in the sun, and your eyeballs are somehow shaded. So there's a big difference there. But as far as sunscreens go, in the United States, there are thousands of chemicals that are known to be toxic and specifically negatively influence our endocrine system, which is our hormone system. Um, they can be very toxic to human beings and they've been said to be safe and even effective. And even though they've been scrutinized and other countries have banned thousands of chemicals and toxins and bullshit that, has, that they've found in sunscreens, the United States has been reluctant to do so in many cases. And so you have to be really picky about the ones you buy. If you're using a sunscreen the way that most Americans do and you're slathering yourself with it when you go to the beach and it's the only time you're spending time fully exposed to the sun all year, it's gonna be hard to find a sunscreen that's gonna block the sun the way that those harmful chemicals do. But that does not mean that they're good for you. That doesn't mean that they're actually helping you. What they're doing is they might be keeping you from getting burnt, but you are hot and you are sweaty and you are in the sun and your pores are wide open and your skin is drinking up the shit you're putting on it. Things like oxybenzone, and that's one of the most popular active ingredients in sunscreens. And it's, it's used because it has a, a high ability to absorb UVA and UVB rays. However, it's been linked to a lot of health and environmental hazards. Many studies have raised concerns about oxybenzone, um, including one study in 2016 published in the Journal of Archives of Environmental Contamination and Toxicology. It found that oxybenzone harms coral reefs and marine ecosystems. That's why places like Hawaii have outlawed several brands of sunscreen because it's killing their coral reef when people go and swim in there. That's how toxic these things are you're putting on your skin's get your skin, guys. You're not going to see that in a fucking commercial anywhere, trust me. Another study published in 2020 uh, it was in the Journal of Environmental Science and Pollution Research reported that oxybenzone exhibits estrogenic effects, potentially disrupting hormone balance. They say potential because they don't test the entire world population, but in all the participants, it does affect and disrupt hormone balance. Uh, estrogenic is estrogen. Um, and as we know, high levels of estrogen cause breast cancer. 
predominantly in women, but also in men. High estrogen is bad for both men and women. And I mean high as in higher than that individual's normal markers or average markers. There's also, um, make sure I say this right, it is octanoxate. It's another common UV filter used in sunscreens. And it's also been criticized uh, for its adverse effects. Um, there was a study published in 2013 in the Toxicological Sciences, uh, 2018 rather, and it suggested that octanoxate has endocrine disrupting properties and interferes with, interferes with thyroid function. Okay, both of these things right there so far, um, any women that are listening should recognize high estrogen leads to breast cancer very commonly and breast cancer is very common in our country right now, sadly. Um, my mother dealt with breast cancer too, I'm not saying it was from sunscreen, but just the effects of these chemicals, um, then they're in everyday products as well. It contributes to that. Um, and, but thyroid function, right? A lot of women deal with thyroid issues. A lot of women wind up having, um, thyroid replacement hormones older or later in their life, um, get their thyroids even get removed. Right, and if it disrupts and interferes with thyroid function, that's not something that you want. Um, additionally, there was another study published in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology in 2016 that identified octanoxate as a chemical contributing to coral bleaching and reef deterioration. Now, as we know about the reef, it's the most diverse place on our planet for life, and it's beautiful. And if you've ever seen it, it is, oh, it's gorgeous. It's, it, that's, you know God is real when you feast your eyes on something like that. You know, those first two chemicals, I've only read you uh, and talked to you about oxybenzone and octanoxate, and both of them are destroying our coral reef. That's just two of them. <laughs> There's more. I'm, I'm only going to go through a couple here. I, I, might, I might just read through like five because I could do a whole episode on just the bullshit chemicals that are in the sunscreen. Uh, another one here is called homosalate. Uh, it's an organic compound that's used in sunscreens. Um, and some studies have highlighted the potential concerns associated with this ingredient. Still, you'll find it just like the other two. Uh, there was a study published in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology in 2008. This is third, oh, do some math here. That's 15 years ago, guys, 15 years ago. That, and we're still, we're still dealing with it in our stuff. That study found that homocellulate can disrupt the production and balance of hormones in the body. In the body, it doesn't even specify certain hormones because it's all of them. It affects all the hormones in the body. It it disrupts and affects the balance of your entire endocrine system. These are known as endocrine disrupting chemicals. And all of these that I'm reading you are, this one in particular affects all of them dramatically, not just a couple, like the other one with estrogen, the other one with thyroid. Um, additionally, there's another study, this one was recent, 2020, in the Journal of chemosphere and it highlighted homosalate's potential to act as an endocrine disruptor affecting reproductive and thyroid hormones like i just said thyroid is uh, is something that you should be concerned about especially if you're a woman also for a man but especially for a woman we are at a point 
Um, if you've read any of uh, Shanna Swan's work, like her book, Countdown, um, <laughs> and it, you can Google this too. Um, go ahead and Google, I think it's 2040. Uh, do it now if you're on your phone or pull over. If you're driving, don't fucking do it now. <laughs> you can Google um, sperm count for men in the United States in 2040 <clears throat> and just see the result you get. It'll be zero. That's what the prediction is, is zero sperm count. Crappy foods that contain crappy chemicals, plastics, you know, phthalates, parabens, um, just a ton of bullshit are to blame, including the chemicals that I'm reading you right here, are to blame for the destruction in our reproductive capacity, not to mention a lot of pharmaceuticals as well, but we won't get into that because that could be really disruptive for people's ideas <clears throat> and biased. Um, let's see, let me just, I'll read... Uh, I'll just read one more study here. So, octocrylene, it's another organic compound. And so you would think that that would be okay. But just like the last one, you'll see that it's not. Um, it's been flagged for potential adverse effects. A study in 2012 in the journal, it was published in the Journal of Investigative Dermatology, reported that octocrylene generates free radicals when exposed to sunlight. So in a laboratory, it's fine <clears throat> when there's no sunlight. When it's exposed to sunlight, which guess what? When you put sunscreen on, you plan on being in sunlight. When it's exposed to sunlight, it generates free radicals. Free radicals are oxidative stress, which contribute to aging, ding, 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 which is what you don't want. People are afraid of the sun because they say it ages them. They're wrong. Sunscreen ages them which it also has to do with their diet and everything else, but that's for a different topic. Um, it causes that oxidative stress on the skin, directly on and in the skin. Another, stu another study published in the Journal of Marine Pollution Bulletin in 2015 highlighted octocrylene as a chemical pollutant harmful to coral reefs. Another one destroying coral reefs. If you're using sunscreen, like, I'm... I'm kind of begging you here. Stop. Stop using it. You look silly when you're covered in sunscreen anyways. You look silly. I'm telling you, you look ridiculous. Buy a floppy hat. You won't look as ridiculous. Your ears will be protected. Your face will be protected. Part of your shoulders, right? Put a t-shirt on if you're starting to burn. You can use some sunblocks that use, like, minerals if you really feel like you need to and you're... You refuse to listen to me about exposing your skin slowly to more and more sun and letting your skin adapt naturally like it would in the wild, like when we were, you know, pre-civilized humans, when we were far healthier than we are now. If you're refusing to do that, and maybe you have a big trip planned and you don't have time to do it, um, even then you can use a sunblock that uses minerals like big minerals like they're bigger molecules that actually block the sun from getting on your skin you can do things like that but i'm telling you be careful as you search for those products and uh, i know a couple good ones um there's a living libations makes a really good sunblock um, that's healthy it's good for your body 
your skin consumes everything that goes on it. And whatever you're putting on your skin is going to directly impact your body. Um, and that's just how it is. If you're putting garbage on your skin, then your skin's not going to react the way you want it to. That's just the fucking truth, guys. And so I, I did want to talk <clears throat> a little bit more about like the hormone health that you get from the sun and from vitamin D. Um, I talked about this. I, there's an entire chapter, uh, chapter six actually, in Rewilding the Modern Man dedicated to sunshine. Um, it's titled Utilizing Nature to Optimize Hormones. It also has to do with grounding. But for the most part, it's about sunshine because vitamin D is a massive contributor to your overall health. And Rewilding the Modern Man is specifically about balancing men's hormones naturally. And vitamin D is dramatic at... So increasing your testosterone, even as you age, can be difficult, especially in the modern world. And if you can spend roughly 30 minutes, I'm sorry, 15 minutes in the sunshine every day, as exposed as you can be, right? 75% or better. Over a year, there was a study done uh, with 65 men with low testosterone and vitamin D deficiency. Go figure, they went together. And they found that 3,000 IU of vitamin D3 daily for one year increased average testosterone levels by 25%. 25% is a pretty good bit. That's 400 nanograms per deciliter to 500. Okay, that's that's actually a, a very that's very good. That's something that you would, should be very proud of, and you would notice very quickly. That's something that you know if you uh, if you're a man and you notice that you don't wake up quite as uh, hard as you used to, your testosterone is low. You spend some time <clears throat> in the sunshine, 15 minutes a day will get you 3,000 IU of vitamin D. Depending on your complexion and where you are and the time of year it is, obviously there's a, a ton of variables here. If you are if you are black or you are Hispanic or you're very tan, you're gonna need a little bit longer, right? And we could talk about even skin tone for a minute here. Um, there's, as long as no one's gonna get all like offended here, but it's, it's a factual conversation to have and Hispanics and um, people of African descent, they have the lowest levels of vitamin D if they live in a northern country, right? So if you're African and you moved to Pittsburgh and you still have your very dark complexion and you're not spending a lot of time in the sun, your skin over hundreds of thousands of years <clears throat> has developed to protect you from the sun and still absorb all the vitamin D it needs so that it can make you better and better at everything that you do. But now that you are living somewhere where the sun is not as bright and you're not in the sun as often, then your skin tone is one, it's going to fade away slightly and you're gonna need more sun exposure than someone like me who's from Ireland, <clears throat> my genetics, far north even from where I live now near Pittsburgh. And so I need less sun exposure on my body to get the same amount of vitamin D. And this is important. And I hope that nobody gets a wad in their panties about this because it's, <clears throat> it's important to understand the African American community that lives in North America, they deal with higher rates of diabetes. They deal with higher rates um, of uh, cardiovascular disease. There's a lot of different things. And this is... 
I see. I'm even worried about how I weird this. It's people would want to contribute that to the class in which people exist in an economy, but that's not true. It boils down to hormone levels, and hormone levels are directly influenced by the sunshine, the sunshine that you're getting, and. If I'm getting the same exact amount of sunshine as my friend who is of black descent, then I'm gonna get the amount of vitamin D that's optimal for me. He's not gonna get the same amount of vitamin D. He needs to be in the sunshine longer than I do. And so that's something that you need to understand. Same thing if you're Hispanic, the darker your skin tone, the longer you need to be in the sun to get adequate amounts of vitamin D. <clears throat> and that's that's something that really should be talked about more often. We just live in a, a time and a space where it's an uncomfortable thing for people to hear about the differences. But we all, every single fucking one of us, has our own biochemistry and we're all different. Our organs are not all the same size, the same shape. So they're not even in the same place. Everybody is built differently. We all have our own bio individual chemistry and makeup. And so there's no cut and dry, you know, routine or for this conversation, sun exposure that works for everybody. And that's what you need to know. So 42% of Americans are vitamin D deficient. 42%, that's almost half. 42% is very close. I think it's uh, it's very close to this. That's the same percentage as the amount of people who are obese in the United States. <laughs> They're probably the same people. Did you know that 80% of COVID patients were and are vitamin D deficient? That's how important sunshine is to your immune system. And that type of bullshit right there is what got kicked me off of Instagram for a couple weeks a few years ago. Because it's true, that's factual information there. Um, the sun is your friend. <clears throat> it's kind of a big deal. Oregon State, um, they stated in one of their studies that 94.3% of Americans do not meet the daily requirement for vitamin D. And like I was just saying a minute ago, it differs depending on your skin tone. But 94.3% don't meet the daily requirement. That's a lot of fucking people. So 5.7% of Americans are getting enough sunshine. Take note, motherfuckers, take note. Commonly in the African and Hispanic communities and ancestrally living in North America or even, even Northern Europe, um, if, if you fit into there, you I want you really to be listening here because you, you need more sunshine. You need more. Um, in the study previously that I mentioned where it took about 15 minutes to get um, about 3,000 3, IU international units of vitamin D in the blood per day. If you have a really dark skin tone, it might be 45 minutes, okay? And so it's really important for you to be in the sun even more. And I do notice as I get more tan, like I'm still fucking, I'm still white and of Irish descent. And in the wintertime, I get even more pale. But I do have a darker skin tone now compared to what I did have before. <clears throat> and those couple extra shades, I do notice I need more sun exposure to feel better. I'm not talking dramatic amounts, you know, like I'm just talking normal amounts of sunlight. Vitamin D is, is really 
oh man, it's like, it's kind of what makes a man, but it's also what makes a woman healthy. Um, it, it makes us happier. It plays a dramatic role in reducing stress. Um, it releases serotonin, dopamine. It increases melanin, which is the precursor of melatonin, which of course reduces stress. Vitamin D increases our bone health, like I said earlier. It increases our immune function, decreases molecular stress, which means it decreases oxidative stress and those free radicals that age us, okay? Um, all of this um, makes us happier and healthier, which those also contribute to decreasing stress. So there's like a, there's an extra benefit there. As you get healthier, you get healthier <laughs> and happier. Uh, and doing this also increases your metabolic function um, and increases testosterone levels. There's, there are two hormones that you may have heard of. Um, one is ghrelin and one is leptin. <clears throat> ghrelin makes you hungry and leptin controls the appetite. Uh, there's a few things that adequate sunlight does when concerning both these hormones. Um, it makes you more sensitive to leptin and less sensitive to ghrelin. Okay, what that means, if you are less sensitive to ghrelin, and ghrelin is the one that makes you hungry, when ghrelin is secreted, you're less sensitive to it, meaning that you won't be as hungry. And it, consequently, you are more sensitive to leptin. Leptin decreases hunger. Okay, so when you're in the sun, you're not as hungry, and you may have noticed this, like I said, we're coming just after Memorial Day here, so maybe you noticed if you were outside all day Memorial Day, maybe you noticed you weren't that hungry compared to how you normally were. Now, as a party situation, uh, a friendly communal <clears throat> gathering, so you likely overate anyways, but just maybe think of a day that you hung out at the pool or at the beach or something like that. You likely weren't as hungry as you would have been if you'd been sitting around the house or indoors just kind of hanging out. Um, you would have eaten a lot more. And so controlling those two hormones is something that a lot of fat loss, um, like medications and drugs, they aim to control those hormones. Um, they aim to upregulate leptin and downregulate ghrelin. And you don't <clears throat> want to really start messing with upregulating and downregulating um, a lot of your hormones through pharmaceuticals unless you absolutely have to. And it turns out that you don't have to, especially when it comes to ghrelin and leptin. You can just expose your skin to more sun, get some more sunshine on you, <clears throat> and you are going to become less, less sensitive to ghrelin. So your levels are going to stay relatively the same. Ghrelin will stay at the same secretion amounts as your leptin does periodically in the rhythm that is your body but you just won't be as sensitive to the hunger and you'll be more sensitive to the uh, the suppressing of hunger and this is that's the win in this in being in the sun um kind of kind of getting close to an hour here so um say say you do a lot of driving um, and you're like, well, you know, the windows, blah, blah, blah. Windows block roughly 60%, 40 to 60% of the red light spectrum. But it allows in all the blue light. Blue light is the one that causes the burns, causes those skin irritations. That's, that's blue light. 
red light is healing and you may have heard some about this and like the biohacking community and the new age healing, like near infrared saunas or red light therapy, things like that. Red light is healing and it's rejuvenating. And that's the light spectrum that you get in the morning at sunrise and you get in the evening at sunset. And that's because as our earth rotates <clears throat> and we come towards the sun, the sunlight is passing through more of the atmosphere to get to your eyes and our atmosphere blocks a lot of the blue light because there's more atmosphere for it to go through in the morning and then also in the evening that's why you see the beautiful sunrises and sunsets that are orange and red and <clears throat> and purple and pink and these i'm sorry not so much purple more like hues of pink and orange that are kind of mixed together but just these beautiful colors and that's because the blue light is blocked okay and that's why at noon or when the sun is at its highest point of the day and shining directly down on you it's going through minimal atmosphere and it is coming down hard and the atmosphere is blocking very little of that blue light now and so that blue light is on you now that is beneficial ancestrally because as you get those high noon sun exposure, you get that sun exposure, your body gets the signal that it's noon and you actually get a boost of energy from that blue light. That's very beneficial. You, you get that boost, you get a little dopamine rush, a little serotonin. It gives you a little extra or a second wind to go through your day. That's good. But if you didn't get your red light in the morning and you didn't get the red light in the evening before, and maybe you spent all morning inside and then you walk out on your lunch break at noon, your your body wasn't getting the signals it needed to prepare itself to protect itself from the sun and to efficiently utilize the photons from the sun to synthesize vitamin D. And <clears throat> that's where getting your morning sun comes into play. If you have the opportunity, I highly recommend that you do some sun gazing every morning, every morning that you can, walk out, ground yourself, put your feet on the earth, on Mother Earth, and let Father Son just shine directly onto as much skin as you're willing to show. Close your eyes and just stare with your eyes closed at the sun and just let it rise and spend five, 10 minutes doing that and that's gonna regulate your hormone system, your circadian rhythm right away. First thing in the morning, you're setting that clock. And every single day, like we don't have the same exact amount of sunlight every single day. The sun does not rise and fall at the same exact time every single day. That's not how the earth works. The sun is, we have more sun in our, in our summer, wherever we are on the planet, we have more sun exposure longer hours that's how plants know when to bud when to flower is not so much by the temperature it's normally it's not by temperature at all it's actually by the length of time the sun is shining per day because you know winter solstice is the shortest day of the year right and then the days get longer from december 21st all the way until oh shit june something they get longer until that point and then at that point summer solstice 
that's when we have our longest day. And then the days slowly get shorter until winter solstice again, okay? That's, <clears throat> that's the ebb and the flow. And also the sun isn't gonna rise in the same exact spot every single day. If you watch the solstice, you'll notice this, where it rises in the winter is not where it rises in the summer. It's still in the east direction, but it's not in the same exact spot. And so your, your body takes in all of these messages. It gives it an idea of the season. It gives it an idea of everything it needs to do to prepare itself, even in the sense of allergies. If you have allergies, let your body know where it is every day and it will be more effective at decreasing those allergies fucking listen to me guys i know that a lot of this sounds like it's not possible because so many people deal with allergies they deal with skin issues they deal with not being wake up on time they don't fall asleep at the same time every day blah 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 all this bullshit they wear sunglasses they wear sunscreen they're afraid of the sun fucking listen i'm telling you i'm telling you i've done i've done more research on this topic than i've done on any other topic and that's because i was a skeptic just like you i didn't believe it but now i'm living it and i've been living it for oh man seven years now and i can tell you that uh, my skin has never been as good as it is right now it's the best it's ever been i sleep the best i've ever slept I wake up at a consistent time every day. My mood is way more regulated than it ever was before. Um, My hormones are more balanced now than they have ever, ever been in my entire life. So it's, I'm not just fucking with you guys. I also don't have any allergies at all. Um, I was a kid that wasn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of allergies to begin with. But people who have been doing this, who are clients of mine, personal training clients that have started to utilize the sun their allergies have decreased just like the studies show that they will because now your body knows where it is not only are you getting your sunshine in the ground like like hopefully you are barefoot or sitting on the ground so you're grounding at the same time and your body's getting the signals from the plants around your body, the polyphenols in the air, it's getting you know all of the scents in the wind, it's getting a lot of different signals, not just from the sun, but the sun is a big one. And not only does watching the sunrise make you happy, because it's a beautiful, awe-inspiring thing to watch a sunrise, if you've never done that, you are not living your full life. You're not living to your full potential or like, One of Kate's favorite podcasters, Mallory Irvin, says, you're not living fully. You need to watch the sunrise. It will make you happy. I'm telling you, it'll set your mood. It does it on a quantum biological level, quantum physics level, metaphysics level, spiritual level. But it also does it just because it's so beautiful. And if you never felt connected to spirit or to God, those liminal parts of the day like the sunrise and the sunset, they're beautiful and they're connecting and that itself will enhance your mood. Don't believe me? Go fucking watch the sunrise or watch it set tonight. Are you a a heliophobia? Are you you heliophobic? (laughs) I just learned of of this word as I was studying and researching uh, for this chapter in the rewilding of modern man. 
uh, heliophobic. It's an irrational fear of the sun, and I wanted to throw this out there. <laughs> it's an irrational fear of the sun. That's what it's, this is the definition. Irrational fear of the sun, and this is it. Resulting most commonly in excessive clothing, hats, sunglasses, umbrellas when it's not raining, uh, covered in sunscreen, and an overall avoidance of direct sun exposure. I mean, that sounds like most Americans, doesn't it? <laughs> or even Europeans. Uh, does that mean that, what was it, 94.3% um, are heliophobic? Probably, honestly, and that's the irrational fear of the sun. Uh, the sun has provided Earth with life as we know it without the sun. Four and a half billion years ago, we, we wouldn't have any life here. The, the sun provides the warmth, it provides the, the photons, it provides the energy for life. Uh, we're, we're in the perfect, they call it the Goldilocks zone where planet Earth is because it's the perfect distance from the sun where it you know doesn't fry everything like it does for Mercury and Venus, but it's not too far away like Mars where it's too cold and you can't have liquid water. We're, we're in the perfect spot. and. You know, if you're kind of a, uh, you know, a, oh, you're a little negative Nancy and you think that we're the only life that exists in the universe, <clears throat> you're wrong. That's my opinion, though. Um, but if you believe that, then think about how special it is and how special the sun is for providing us this opportunity to be alive. Don't be a fucking heliophobe, all right? <laughs> Get your ass out in the sun. I want to finish with screen time, right? Choosing sunshine over screen time if you can. If you drive a lot, I recommend having a vehicle with the sunroof, moonroof, right? So you can open that sun gun up and you can at least have the sun on the top of your head. There's a really cool story that I wanna tell you guys about sun and that's gonna be how I close is with that story so that you know how powerful the sun is. But I want you to try to choose sunshine as often as you can. Um, instead of screen time or artificial light. If you can, if you can work outside, do your best to do so. If you can handle those phone calls that you have to make outside walking, do that. If you can open your sunroof when you're driving from place to place, open your windows so that it's not blocking you know, all the red light and let that sun get on your body, like just whatever you have to do to get as much sun on you throughout the day as you can. Um, even if you are fully clothed, like let it get on your hands and your face. Um, just let it get on you. Do whatever you can to make sure that you have sunlight on you. Artificial light is, it flickers, and I know you can't see it, <clears throat> so people will have a hard time kind of believing that, but it flickers a little bit. Um, they call it blue light flicker. Um, and it's, it, when it is actually more noticeable to the eyes, it causes seizures. Um, blue light itself can cause and induce seizures in people who, if that's something that you deal with, your environment plays a massive role. Televisions, computer screens, um, fluorescent lights, they flicker a lot. If you're a tech guy and you are prone to seizures, epileptic seizures. Man, I'm telling you, you need to get some blue light blocking glasses, 
um, blue light blocking screen protectors. There are apps that you can download on your computer and your phone to reduce that flicker, also reduce the blue light exposure so that your eyes are more protected. I highly recommend taking breaks as often as you can <clears throat> just to take your eyes off the screen. Maybe stare off in a corner or something like that, 15, 25 feet away, and just let your eyes do what they need to do naturally. Look out a window. If you have a window near where you're working, I know that like you can't always control your work environment, so uh, I'm trying to be real here. If you have a window, look outside of it. Open that window up and try to let some sunlight onto your eyes, even if it's not direct sunlight. Just do your best, right? Try to work with what you have to live in the most ancestral and holistic manner as possible, and your body will thank you. You'll be healthier because of it, and you won't have to deal with that. So blue light all day long. I told you earlier the blue light from the sun that our body is naturally attuned to getting in the middle of the day, that sparks an energy boost. Now, if you're in front of a blue light, all day every day your body always is getting signals that it's high noon and this is even true if your eyes are closed and you're sleeping because like i said earlier our third eye that pineal gland inside of our brain is loaded with photoreceptors biophotoreceptors and if your eyes are closed even and you have a blue light screen or light in your bedroom or wherever you're napping at it is getting the signals that it's noon because that's the only time when that high of a blue light signal would be coming in which makes your sleep erratic and poor quality which is going to affect your health in a ton of other ways so when you're sleeping cover or block all the lights you have that especially they're a blue light if it's red or orange not so bad but if it's blue or green or violet or anything on the higher frequency spectrum remember roy g biv if it's past like red and orange and maybe even yellow if it's past that cover it turn it off block it whatever you have to do and even just wearing one of those eye protectors isn't going to work because your pineal gland is receiving it as well that's why i'm saying turn it off is your best option here and you can buy blue light blocking screens pretty much anywhere. Um, I'm sure you can even do it on Amazon. Um, just search for the size computer screen you have. They are starting to sell them more frequently for televisions now. I will say if you are a movie watcher or a TV watcher that it will influence the quality or it will influence the color of what you're watching. I would recommend just, you could wear blue light blocking glasses while you watch TV if you feel like you need to. Um, there are a multitude of things you can do, but especially if you're going to be working in front of a screen for long hours under artificial light, um, you know, kind of utilize those tricks as best you can so that you can optimize your health while still filling your pocket. Because let's be real, you need to do that. I was going to go into EMFs here, but I think I'll save that for the next podcast. Kate and I are doing one on grounding, and I think I'm going to throw EMFs on that one because this one is longer than I think anybody wants it to be. <laughs> so I'll just uh, I'll move on to 
this story that I want to read you guys to finish off why sunshine is so important. This is all the news here, right? Like I was joking about a study that was done in 2008 <laughs> earlier and why that hasn't influenced our world yet. And this was, uh, this was something that um, Herodotus had noticed in 525 BC. And the story is about the fragile skulls found at Pelusium. Herodotus, a Greek historian, recalls his witness to the skulls of defeated soldiers from the Battle of Pelusium, in which the Persian king Cabissus defeated the Egyptians in 525 BCE. Herodotus notices that the skulls of Persian, Persian soldiers are so weak that hitting them with a small pebble makes a hole in them, while the Egyptian skulls were so thick that with a large stone they would hardly break. The cause of it, he believed, was namely that the Egyptians beginning from their early childhood shaved their heads, and the bone is thickened by exposure to the sun, and this is also the cause of their not becoming bald-headed. For among Egyptians, you see fewer bald-headed men than among any other race. This then is the reason why these have their skulls strong, and the reason why the Persians have theirs weak, is that they keep them delicately in the shade from the first by wearing tiaras, that is, felt caps. And the last part there was quoted directly from Herodotus's, Herodotus' account when he uh, was passing through this battlefield. And that's very powerful. And this is from, you know, it's from a battle of 525 BC. And he noticed then the massive influence it had on bone density, uh, where a small pebble could crack a Persian skull and even a large stone could barely crack one of the Egyptian soldiers' skulls. Um, I think that itself should be enough for you to say, okay, fuck it, I need to go out in the sunshine. And plus, maybe that little part about the bald-headedness, maybe that's something you should do too. Now, um, I have a little bit of receding in my hairline, and I spend a lot of time in the sun. And I will say that my hair has not gotten thicker, but it hasn't continued to fade. So I will say that, you know, well, I'll say that. I also didn't start, you know, really doing this and taking care of myself in the sunshine until about seven years ago. So maybe it was, uh, you know, I had a late start on it, but like Herodotus had noticed that the Egyptians did it from the time they were born, they shaved their heads and, you know, stayed in the sun. You know, they revered the sun god. They they were not afraid of the sun at all. Today, people of all races and all ethnicities are becoming balder, fatter, paler, and less happy because they're avoiding the sun's rays. Amongst a multitude of other factors, okay? I'm exaggerating a lot here and really putting the focus on sun. And that's because I want you to understand how important it is. And also, it's free. So... I'm gonna let it go right there. Um, if you still don't believe that the sun is good for you, fine. But I highly suggest you do a little research, maybe experiment with yourself. Read either of my books, Awakening the Tranquil Warrior or Rewilding the Modern Man, which like I said, you can find at awakeningthetranquilwarrior.com or you can find on Amazon or anywhere else you buy books or some local shops if you're local to Pittsburgh. 
If you don't believe anything I said, you can also do your own research, and I highly suggest that you do that. And then start tanning yourself naturally in the tan and enjoy a better life because of it. And uh, that, 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 that's all, folks. Thanks for joining me uh, on this lovely day. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope the beginning of your day was fucking awesome. I hope the rest of your day is fucking awesome. And again, thank you for tuning in. Go Now go get some fucking sunshine. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder that this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. The first book is written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet. And the second one, Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, is written by my wife, Caitlin, and myself. We are also sponsored by participation, memberships, packages, and the such from Energy Fitness Studio outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are also sponsored by The Old Road Farm, which is a local, organic, grass-fed and finished, regenerative farm in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can check them out at theoldroadfarm.com.